I had to actually I'm reading this this article about uh, Jude Laws talking about his character in the new Captain Marvel movie he plays Marvel. you don't know I he plays Mar- you didn't know he plays Marvel. I did not see and that's, that's the problem I can't share I can't share any details or anything at all about anything that's coming up with Pat so all the geek news that I do research for is just like hey there was one time, dude, I had, I had, I don't even remember what movie it was. There was something I was super into. I wrote two pages front and back of notes. I mean, I, more notes than I've ever taken ever in this. And I'm like, dude, and you know, this is coming out. He's like, I have no interest in that. I do not want to talk about it. I'm like, <laughs> are you shitting me? He just he, he's laughing. He remembers because it's only happened the one time like that. And it was like, I was like, but dude, I wrote this and this and this. And I wrote this. And he's like, yeah, sorry. What's the rules of improv? <laughs> Always say yes. <laughs> What's the rule of the No spoilers. Well, that's was he spoiling shit? Well, if he didn't know Jude Law was Marvel, I guess so. Uh, he doesn't want to know the name of the new Spider-Man movie. He doesn't. I mean, it's like uh, what the fuck? I know. I can't. I can't. I can't avoid that. I know what that is. Far from home. Got it. It's just, it's just so really that's why that's that's the number one reason why I don't bother doing research most of the time. I just the only geek news that's worthy for ABOG is the stuff that Pat already knows. So I just let him, you know. And I'm only I'm only I'm only halfway teasing. I'm kind of teasing here. We are recording this, by the way. Are we? Yeah, y'all are on speaker. Y'all are on speakerphone, so. Oh, I've been recording yeah. for 21 minutes. <laughs> hey guys, what is up? This is your friendly neighborhood co-host Pat down here in the capital city of the Magnolia State. And welcome to this week's episode of Always Been on Geek. Over to my north, across the Red Deck Oasis is... Yo, 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 what's up people? This is Marshall, Squishy Nelson on Twitter. Hook me up on Google, you'll find me. Over my Twitter. Damn, that wasn't even English, was it? Over to my west. I don't know what that was. I said, over to my boy. Yeah, this is why we're not going to do live podcasts right here. (laughs) (laughs) It has been decided. 15 seconds in. Hey, y'all. This is Mystic Mojo, living large in the island of blue in the Lone Star State known as Austin, Texas. Glad to be here. Hope you guys are going to enjoy yourself tonight. We'll try to enlighten you, humor you, 
make you a better person. <laughs> I wasn't sure how to, how to, how to if I could figure out if I could figure out how to make man. somebody a better person, I'd be making money, man. I wouldn't be struggling much. Oh, like, shit. <laughs> Should I go for a joke? Is he being serious? I wasn't quite sure how to. All right, well, um, as we exit off of that off ramp, um, hey guys, what's up? Welcome to Always Bet on Geek. Today is a somber day. We're going to do what they say can't be done. Yes, we have the tip of 40 to our boy, the bandit, Burt Reynolds. Passed away today. He was 80, I believe 82. It's sad to know that the man, the mustache, he is on the other side of that great river. Now, what's funny is... You can really gauge somebody's age bracket by the movie they post when they heard that he passed away. Like some folks posted Boogie Nights, Deliverance, Cannonball Run, Cannonball also Run. a classic 80s movie. But for me, it was Smokey and the Bandit. Man, I'm on that Trans Am, I'm on the cowboy hat. <laughs> you wanted. Hashtag you privilege. That's what I was going to say. You didn't want it bad enough. Wanted, if you really wanted um, it, you would have had it. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I wanted that stuff in the 80s when I was six. <laughs> hey, man. Some people just have it. So, um, how about y'all? What's y'all's movie? Was it Cannonball Run? Was it Boogie Nights? Was it Deliverance? And I would, never, it was definitely... I never saw Deliverance or Boogie Nights, so. Well, you never saw um, Boogie Nights. I've seen bits and pieces of it, but it, I, I've I was heard the story just like a movie that I should have seen, The Big Lebowski. Never seen it, but I've heard a bazillion people tell me everything about it. It's like I've seen it. Yeah, fair enough. Um, I guess it been... would have to be a type. Like for me, it would have had to have been either Cannonball Run or Smokey and the Bandit. Because my mom liked them, and I was, I don't know, like you said, six maybe. Some of the last memories from living in Nebraska were Burt Reynolds in that fucking Trans Am. So whatever whatever movie that was, that was it. I liked The Longest Yard, so but, you know, I liked movies that he was in, but sorry. Now, what's funny is Smokey and the Bandit came out in the late 70s, 1977. It was the only movie that it was the top selling movie until Star Wars. Wow! And the Star Wars knocked it off. But before Star Wars, it was they owned nineteen seventy seven until Star Wars came. And then even after Star Wars came, they would trade back and forth. That's how big Smokey and the Bandit was. Maybe maybe Impressive. that's why I always had the hots for the Trans Am with the fire on the front. Firebird on the front. And, well, and it was also the number one selling Hot Wheel. I did have a lot of car. Hot Wheels too. I actually had the Trans Am Hot Wheel as a kid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, I, I did too. I made the same mistake with those I did with my Star Wars. I left them all in a giant fucking bag at the playground. Two minutes is all it takes. I had all the Star Wars figures, man. That was like holy pure shit. Gold. I even mailed away two of the the things and got two Emperor Palpatines, and those were like, you, no one had those. Oh my god! 
it was hurtful. Did you just laugh, Pat? It hurts me. <laughs> just oh, it was a silent one. Yeah, that's. Yeah. I gave up on Star Wars. I still have all my toys from when I was a kid. I would still own those fucking things. I spent thirty-five or forty dollars on Boba Fett <laughs> lately, like a couple years ago. But <laughs> to be fair, like yesterday, no, be, it's been a while. But, but to be fair, to be fair, Burt Reynolds was not was not in Star Wars. So before we get too far off topic, let's tip a forty to our boy the Bandit. Or your boy, wherever he was in the Deliverance, and I guess your boy—I don't even like bringing bringing Deliverance up. Hey, it was a great movie, man. It It definitely put the fear of the Ozarks into every (laughs) single American who watched it. Yeah, stuck living in Tennessee even to this day. You can't. That movie single-handedly changed everybody's perspective of what banjo music means but to be fair it was funny Burt Reynolds was the only guy who wasn't attacked or assaulted he was the one that came back and like got the boy in arrow and like freed all freed all of his friends oh was he a badass in that movie again I never saw it so yeah no whenever I think of Burt Reynolds Deliverance was pretty much the first movie I'm pretty sure I ever saw him in it was definitely the first movie I saw where man could be horrible to other man <laughs> and at that age i was like wait why are they doing what do you mean squeal like a pi- oh oh no and you know what i'm glad i never saw my that introduction I, I into that. that well basically yeah, rape basically specifically. shit <laughs> didn't i show everything but penetration i mean fuck i've heard some pretty awful gruesome stories about that movie yeah it it, it was a and culture shock your story that you just <laughs> That you just told was the mildest version I've ever heard of. Oh, yeah, I can't sure. believe I can't well, believe that was your first Burt Reynolds. Mine was Smokey and then Cannonball Run. Yeah, I didn't grow up with a lot of uh, TV access when I was a kid. Oh, here My we parents go. were kind of odd. Oh, okay, okay. So it was the fact that they were odd, uh, <laughs> that they couldn't afford a TV. No, they could. I just wasn't really granted much option except to watch like Voltron Defender of the Universe that's a little later was that Deliverance yeah. time? I don't remember what year um... uh, Oz are he probably saw it on like HBO or yeah yeah so yeah yeah. it was probably over at somebody else's house too <laughs> yeah cause Deliverance I'm was hard, definitely I'm a movie hard that time. would not have been on in my I have a hard time seeing Hey dad, hey son, come on in. <laughs> Let's watch this Burt Reynolds movie. Okay, dad, what was it called? Deliverance. Uh, okay. Uh, what's his name? That was his fir- his very first movie was Deliverance. Um. Uh, uh, Mr. Luthor. What's what's his name? Uh, the dude. Oh yeah. That was his first movie. The guy who got raped. Yeah, Otis. <laughs> Otis. Yeah. Oh, but um. How, how do you want to start in Hollywood first- that way? Welcome to Hollywood. Jackie Chan's first movie. It's a memorable role. Well, Jackie Chan's first American movie was Cannibal Run. He was the Asian guy. Oh, I don't even come close to remembering that far. Oh, I did not know that. Well, I, I'm not sure if it's his first movie. It's the first American movie I ever saw him in. Okay, we'll do it that way. And then, like, when I saw him later, after he got really famous in America. I was like, he looks so familiar. Oh my God! He was in Cannonball Run. 
I will say this about Cannonball Run. It was the first time I realized women could use their sex appeal to get out of tickets. Because that was <laughs> that was the one of the ways two of the racers who were attracted women with, with could, could speed and like, you know, I was like, why are they unzipping there? Oh, got it. Did not know that was a thing. I'm just a kid from Jackson, Mississippi. <laughs> I know, I, I know such things that happen in the world. <laughs> Women in their wilds. I have no comment to that. Anyway. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right, so um, much love, and what's the next topic, guys? I think we need another moment of silence, unfortunately, for a um, tragic event that happened a couple weeks ago, actually. Um, but we wanted to give them um, our condolences and our prayers out to them. Agree. The EA Madness shooting in Florida. When was this? That's the most horrible thing about America. When when did this happen? <laughs> it, it, it happened, I'm going to say, two weeks ago. Yeah, I think it was two weeks ago. I don't have the information well, right up in front of me. Two weeks from this recording. I'm not sure when this next month episode's coming out. So, yeah. yeah. But the most disturbing thing about that is that. So tell me, tell me, because I don't, I don't really know what happened. Um, from what people have been able to piece together, and from what I've been able to find, uh, uh one of the people that was there for the tournament lost and he did not take that loss well so he went home and got a gun and started to shoot up the place which is what I've heard as well yeah. and what was, any, got was anybody was that, actually killed? yes I think two people but, but a whole lot more were shot and a whole lot of these people were from overseas. And then when I went to go check their Twitter, they're like, I am never coming back to America. No this shit. is crazy. <laughs> and I was like, I don't blame you, yeah. man. No, I don't do yeah. it. I wouldn't come back to America. It's about living here. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But That's um, what we're trying to get out too, people. But since it was a game tournament, you know, their live stream on Twitch are or whatever. So there was an actual recording of recording of the shooting what had happened. And it was on Twitter and it was it was chilling. There's some two guys playing Madden and you see the screen and you can hear the announcers and then all you heard was tat, 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 tat. and then the screen went blank. And then like you could hear them moan and go, I'm hit Oh God It was it yeah, was chilling. That's awful. Yes. We need to have a little bit more compassion for our fellow man. But yes, our condolences do go out to these people. But I mean, come on. I, hope that... I don't give a shit how much you got riding on it. That was literally just a fucking game. <laughs> Chill the fuck out, yeah. people. But to be fair, I mean, folks kill each other for dumb things all the time. I mean, humans kill yeah. each other for green paper with dead people on it. <laughs> that we... That we have decided it has value but so is your point that humans are generally stupid I'm saying like you said we should have more compassion for our fellow man and not flip out over stuff that we shouldn't flip out about well shit yeah 
make people flip out if you unfollow them on Twitter and shit. I mean, that's, yeah, that's not the same thing. I'm going to shut up and get this moving the silence going. All right, guys. Um, I, much love to everybody that was affected. The next statement is my own personal view. It does not reflect the view of ABOG on oh, my friends. Here we go. But gun control now, <laughs> yep. motherfuckers. That's I all I want to say. <laughs> <laughs> when when he says right, something well, like that, that, you said... automatically know it's political, man. I. I... <laughs> All right, so there was one other issue we um, we wanted to bring up just because it was kind of interesting and happened a few weeks back actually as well, um, but it had to deal with the decision. I believe it's CBS, ABC, um, ABC. Thank you. Two or three letters put together in a random order. How am I supposed PMS. to remember that? <laughs> exactly. Could be PMS broadcast. That's uh, what these radio and TV stations do to me anyway. Permanently. <laughs> So ABC. Wait, wait, let's wait, let's let's. <laughs> oh, we're gonna go down this one. Let's okay. let's drill down into that statement. So what you're saying is they give me PMS. You, they piss me off. The motherfuckers. That's what I'm saying. All right. Well, let's dig back up and right. What were you saying? That was quick. I just had to. I just had to confirm. Her. That's what he was going for. I thought that was clear. That's why y'all went moved on. But my, my apologies. It's just I ramble so much, y'all are just moving past my nonsense. Do you understand that? No, but it's okay. We're talking about this. <laughs> Go ahead. So, yeah. So, some weeks back, uh, Roseanne Barr uh, put out some unfortunately miss... Uh, uh, well, you, are, poorly... you are a very nice person. <laughs> it wasn't unfortunate. It was racist <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> I got time for right. subtle, <laughs> subtle niceties. <laughs> it was racist bullshit. You're right. It, and, was, it was pretty damn offensive. And she got called and on there it. Was, yeah. She, yeah, she did. And she, she, but unfortunately, uh, depending on your point of view, when she pulled this little stupidity, she ended up getting her and her entire cast and crew fired as ABC pulled the entire plug on the new Roseanne show, now, to be, which a lot of people... No, I agree yeah. with you. That was unfair, because the other cast and crew were working hard. Right. They did do that, and they had their own friends and families to be to hang out with. So, go ahead, yeah. But they, fig they figured it out. Yeah. <clears throat> they did. They did figure it out. Um, they basically decided, and I don't know, maybe you guys remember the details on this, but ABC went back and said, "All right, we'll let the show keep ro rolling, but Roseanne's got to get the hell out of there." That's so called, it's called I think the Connors they said now. They were gonna, yes, yeah. They, oh, they changed the name. Yeah. yeah, they actually showed the first commercial recently, I think last oh, week. Uh -huh. and it was like, it was like a black screen and with white letters. What comes next? And it comes in on the house, and then it says the Connors. And then the date that they're coming back, which I forgot it. And apparently, wow, in the show, Roseanne has died. Yeah, I heard they and killed her they off. Having, and now they're having to deal with the aftermath of her death, which is weird she died, because she, it's very she died meta. Of racism. 
Those <laughs> racism kills kids. It's the lesson you need to learn. Racism kills. But yeah, uh, so apparently, <laughs> those of us who go to watch the show will be watching the show without Roseanne, knowing what's really happening. <laughs> why there's no Roseanne? Oh, well, we knew what was so, going on with Two and a Half Men too. Yeah. Uh, that's true, but nobody cared about that show. That's, that's also true. It was I never watched that, it either, but that, it was one of the biggest shows at the time. So that show, that show was never a Roseanne level. I, it was. I yeah. mean, I say it was B level, <laughs> and that's not an insult. But Roseanne was an A level show. It was, you know, folks forget Roseanne used to have her own talk show I in the eighties. My household so, was a Roseanne yeah. household, regardless if I cared for it or not. It was drilled into my head. <laughs> As was my household. We all loved the well, and it was, it was a, good a good. It was series, like um, you know, because at one time it was on the same before like, I'm not you know like the UPN started and most of the black shows were on one. It was like Roseanne and Blossom and Family Matters and Blossom. That's right. And something I used else. To love Blossom there was so like much. four of them on the same night. It was like a Thursday or a Wednesday or something. It was. That was it. The Wonder Years too, was it? I don't think it was a, no, yeah, on the nah, same no. night, but that it was close to the same time. ABC used to have the best shows. What the years? They Roseanne, used to have some blockbusters, Family yeah. Matters, some like, like era defining or generational defining yeah. shows. And then there was like uh, uh, the one with Michael J. Fox. What was that show called? Oh, The Doctor, where he plays the Doctor. No, no. he's the kid. No, no, uh, but he was. Oh, oh, Family Ties. Family Ties. Family Ties. Then, yeah. Then there was another one just like that. Then there was um, One Day at a Time. That was earlier. Um, Facts of Life. And uh, there was a lot of white families on TV. Well, actually, this was. Well, yeah, I didn't even get into this, fucking this All was, in the Family and the Archie Bunker shit and all that stuff. That was late seventies, early eighties. So he. He was already died out by the time these shows had come on the that's scene. That's when I that's when I saw them. They come on reruns. My yeah. grandfather watched them, so right. it's all the same to me. But um, <laughs> but it, kids always bet on geeks is not a good source of nutritional historical information. <laughs> no, only well, when it comes to the eighties for sure. Well, it's because weird I can because tell you like dates and times and shit for that. Well, it's weird because we're the generation where reruns become a thing. Yeah, where that's all they know. Like they never saw the originals. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's I mean, new to you if you haven't seen it. In the mid in the mid eighties and on, you could tell that there was a shift because there started to be more black faces on TV or yeah. families. And well, the Cosby Show. To be fair, that was a watershed. The Cosby Show, despite really, what yeah. Bill Cosby yeah. has done, that show was a watershed moment. <laughs> Yeah, no, it really was. I mean, he unified a nation well, it's because, in a way that... Because there were black shows like Good Times and, and whatnot, but they always showed black people struggling, always in the ghetto, right. always struggling. Let's try to make a dollar out of 15 cents. The Flip Wilson show didn't do that. That may have been a little, like the early <clears throat> 70s. But I yeah. saw him in reruns, and he had all the people on there, and he was... Except for he did blackface and stuff too, so it was still right. kind of a right. little yeah. different. But he wasn't never struggling. He was always wearing good stuff, and they were always smoking cigars and drinking. But it was whatever. still, but it was still blackface or smoking or Some, drinking. Sometimes, or whatever. yeah. 
but it was. Oh, they always. Yeah, they I think. Always I think what made the Cosby Show the so uh, important is that they got rid of all of those tropes. Right. There was yeah, that I, we associated with blackness at right, the time. At the time, and they yeah. basically said we're literally going to be whatever the hell we want to be, and yep. you can't t- tell us otherwise, Su- and it worked. Successful doctor, successful lawyer, <laughs> nice house in a nice neighborhood. Yeah. So what was your, was there an episode every year that you looked forward to? I mean, you we, watched it, right? The Cosby Show? Y'all watched it. Yeah, yes. The I Cosby mean, Show and A Different World, with that spread off. Once a year. Yeah, but that was that was the, a uh, 90s show. I don't it remember was. if it was Cliff's or Claire's, uh, whichever parent, they had the anniversary party and they all did a... Forum and saying and stuff. Okay. And it was every year. Oh yeah. What well, Marshall that is saying is like this. Yeah. This this happened. One, this that, is famous. Yeah. Yeah. But yes. Sorry. But you. I was trying to are, trying to word that out, but I should have just said no, it that way so that I could. No, but you are. Way. I knew where you would go, but you were about to ask was, was the classic Cosby Show episode where, uh, Bill Cosby's mom and dad are having their anniversary and they get the entire family together and they put on a show for his mom and dad like an old like old time show and you had um they did it every year after that first time because it was such a big episode so they the did first a different time, song every year it doesn't matter the, the first time was the best time baby was that yeah. the first yeah. one okay i don't remember <laughs> yeah. i remember them all together i don't remember with the little with the little girl rudy. i can't remember rudy her name was the yeah. girl's like, name rudy uh, yeah, yeah. Simone? Baby. Was that? the other girl yeah no, that was Rudy. <clears throat> <coughs> anyway. Oh, uh, um, so it was that... the first. It was the first show that did something that I had never seen before. I'm not saying it was the first one that ever did it. It was the first for me. But they changed their intro every season. It was always a new intro oh. every season, and I I love that. It's like I oh, I remember that. I wonder what this would be this season. And cool. I t- and I yeah, told you a while back, because Deep Space Nine does that, and occasionally other shows will do that. Well, I like that. I like that sense of you get that uh, transition where it's not just a static thing that you're coming to every time, and there's a new thing in it. It's the whole package is when changing. When does Deep Space, Space Nine, Nine start changing it? They don't. Every season, no. it's a new one. Mm-mm. No, you're thinking of Babylon Five. No, Deep Space Nine changes. Deep Space Nine only made minor edits, like they made the wormhole bigger, and then they kind of sped up the music. Well, song. I, I'm they watching. Like a... I'm watching season one now. No, so I'll, I'm sorry, I'll let my you friend. Know. I I hate. Oh, I'm sorry, Marshall. One second. I have to school our Deep Space Nine. No, okay. Uh, no, that connoisseur before, over before, here. Before, but in... no, before he starts this, guys, I want you to realize every Trek show. This man's ever watched. I got him in because I am the resident Trekkie. So I'm gonna let him mansplain this shit to me, <laughs> and then once we go back on Netflix and watch okay. it, okay, that, that also is right. a bold statement. But <laughs> we'll just let that go. <laughs> we'll let that go for the sake of friendship, and I will continue to mansplain. <laughs> okay, every episode, maybe not, because I think you got into okay. the next gen on your own, right? But. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Next Gen was my own. I will admit to that. Next Gen and, and original the Star Trek, right. uh, because but, that was like our parents and shit. But Vo- after that, Voyager, yeah, Voyager and De- okay. Deep Space Nine, okay. Enterprise. Yeah. Yes, yes. Right, I will cool. admit. I just want to make sure for the record. Because to be fair, <laughs> but no. To be fair, Ryan knows Star Wars. 
I know Star Trek. Yeah, so guys, that's that's okay. I'm fixing to find this up. I, <laughs> yeah, Marshall's no, Mar- Mar- gonna watch no. watch the parents fight. Um, anyway, no, but in the Deep Space Nine, mm-hmm. they change, they add something new every season. So like the very first uh, season opening is just them showing the space station. And then the second season, they showed the space station, then the wormhole. And then the third season, they showed the space station, the wormhole, then they show a runabout come out. And so by the time they get to six or seven, they've added several little themes. And it's basically the same thing, but they keep putting more just to show that it's growing. So what you're saying is, it's the same opening with minor edits, just like I say (laughs) it. There's the standard opening with the same music. They add a runabout or two, and they have the wormhole open it every season. But every season it gets clearer and or bigger. And then after after they get the defiant, they add that in. Okay. So it's almost as if when this, I said there are. As Ryan was talking, I'm like, this is kind of the same thing Pat said. But I'm gonna leave, let this go. Want to see how far this goes? <laughs> Okay. But, but good talk, man. Good talk. Uh, good talk. <laughs> good talk. Good talk. But, oh, but he, um, he, was, he was right, too. Yeah, yeah, we're both right. Y'all were just arguing the exact same point to each other. <laughs> I would like to say that Ryan is running a game for me every Wednesday. So if the next time you hear me, my character has <laughs> unfortunately met his or, end. <laughs> Or maybe I heard some ding 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 ding. You would know why and that has happened. No, the the Russian mob does not do that. They hang you upside down and beat you with you know fish and shit like that. I don't know. Now well, you might find out. I hope. Um, yeah, I hope not. Now, unfortunately. Uh, gentle viewers and listeners, you do not have to be concerned because Pat and I live in a world of mutually assured destruction. For <laughs> I also have characters that are under his direct control and, and power. I, I said this to him yesterday. I'm, and st- have I'm stuck suffered. in the middle of this blood role playing blood feud. <laughs> I'm just here to play. I'm having fun, and they're. I'm just caught in the middle, man. That's not. This is. This is Austin and Jess. I have. I never see the thumb of God punished. come down and strike right next to me. Have, a lot. I've never <laughs> punished any PC for out of character stuff. <laughs> <clears throat> now I will. I will say I played with a friend that did. <laughs> All right, let's migrate back up. Uh, anyway, we got way off here. Anyway, the moral of the story is: don't be a racist and say racist. Racist shit online and cost yourself a high-paying job on TV. How about and if you're a racist, just... you just keep your mouth shut and keep your comments to yourself, and everybody else will be happy. Well, remember and your genetics. Remember what, nobody wants your genetics either. Remember what Ryan said. This podcast is meant to make people better, and so I want people to be better humans. And to be a better human, you can't be racist. I don't want them. Fuck them. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of in the Marshall camp there. I mean, by not being a human, they would be a better human. So, <laughs> God damn. Okay, that, that's a little, little. I'm, I'm preaching, I'm preaching hope and love, but I, I don't want to surround myself with bullshit. So, just stay away. We'll be all right. Fair enough. I'm an unstable son of a bitch, and my moods are crazy. For the people watching, if you don't it's, know, I know these two guys know. Cause I'm a fucking crazy person. 
it's not your fault. It's the cable PMS. That's right. Welcome back. And now we're going to hop into the Geek Spotlight. <laughs> doom, doom. All right, guys. So our topic for this podcast, one of our, the geek topic for this podcast is Cyberpunk 2077. Okay. What? So what? Cyberpunk was a role-playing game. Okay, I'm going back to what we had okay, talked wait, about right wait, before. Wait, wait, because like it is a tabletop pen and pa- paper and pencil. Oh, yeah, that's right. Game. See, role-playing, I forgot, role-playing game is more associated with fucking computer games nowadays. Okay. Tabletop role-playing, would that be the best way to say it? Okay. Yes. Tabletop pen and paper. Okay. <laughs> From you said you had friends that took things out of character and like to kill you and shit. So that's where I think of cyberpunk. And I think I probably had in that summer I played cyberpunk a lot for about three or four months. I had about 25 characters. Maybe <laughs> every fucking time I played, I got fucking killed. There was sometimes where I made this, made two characters, and they both died in the same night. And it was so crazy. It was shit like. Um, wait, wait, wait. Who was your who was your? That's GL? like one character a day. <laughs> it was two, and it, we we only played once or twice a week. So that kind of tells you. So multiple each game after, towards the end. Okay, okay, so okay, that's wait, multiple okay, games, okay, just so characters per it, game. It was, it was, it was Jason, just so the guy that was running. Just so we, us. just so we can have some balance here. Ryan, have you ever PC Cyberpunk? Yes. Okay, I have two. I have never had a character kill the Cyberpunk. Were they using like, the like, random incar- the random yes, chart like, for hits? It was, I've had a character get killed. I've been shot yes, because like, I've been shot of that and, because of the critical. And I had my arm blown off, but I've never died. Yeah. He kept rolling. Game. I he got kept rolling for one ones time. for me, even though I had a cowl and a faceplate and the armored up. It doesn't matter. Headshots are double damage. A motherfucking rifle shoots yeah. you. You get on accident. Random encounter. <laughs> You're fucking dead. That should happen so many okay, times. So, he was an asshole. He wasn't even like. Uh, let's re-roll that just because this is your third character tonight. He was like, "What you gonna no, do, to be man? Fair, What's the luck?" To I'm be like, fair, God damn it. if you love this game, you'll keep playing. No, I mean, no. To be fair, though, to be fair, maybe he was an asshole, but the book—he was awesome states, until he wasn't. The book states it's in the rule book. It says, <laughs> "Like Friday Night Firefight," which is the which is the chapter head for combat in Cyberpunk. And they lay out the rules, and the arc that says, yeah, combat is dangerous. Because in the real world, when you get shot, you go into shock. We have shock rules. You have trauma. We have trauma rules. Right. Piece of advice, don't get shot. <laughs> and, like, combat is deadly <laughs> in Cyberpunk. It was, it's the first role-playing game where it felt like a realistic gun system, where I was like, oh... Yeah, you have hit points, but if you get shot but in the real place, matter. you're done, son. <laughs> this is like a real, yeah. Well, that's why every character I it sold was... my soul to the corporation and almost and maxed myself out with cybernetics. Okay, so I was this close from Cyber Psycho, because I knew I was gonna fucking okay, die, to... so I was gonna fucking load myself out. <laughs> to explain what Marshall's talking about in the world of cyberpunk, it 
used to be set in the in the far flung year of two thousand and twenty. Twenty twenty, that's right. Cyberpunk twenty twenty, yeah. Let's hope it does. It's not like that in fucking two years. And this dark dystopian future, but democracy has failed because society collapsed, of course, and the megacorps took over. When they took over, science and technology still kept going, even though America fell in on itself. As they would. And as technology kept going, and the wealth divide kept growing, pretty soon you were either working for a megacorp and rich and a corp zone and safe, or you were not. There is no more middle class. You're either gutter scum, <laughs> or you sold your soul to the corpse. Then amongst all of this, there's also super technology called cybernetics, cyberware. And technology is so advanced you can actually go into a back alley ripper dock, have your arm chopped off, have a metal arm put on, and walk out the door in like maybe what six hours of outpatient surgery before that was even a term. <laughs> this guy made it up in this role. You know, I, I never actually thought about it that way. It is some quick ass shit. <laughs> yeah, you just take that for granted because that's right. just the way it is. Yep. So, <laughs> so like a new eye, a new hand, a new leg, whatever you can. You can keep putting more metal in your body, but the human body wasn't made to put metal into. And so there's a stat called cyberpsychosis. If you become too cybered out, too much metal, and not enough meat, you lose your mind and you lose your character. So, which go ahead. I was going to say, which basically also uh, speaks into the higher um, uh, atmosphere and general story of the world itself what you have is you've got a a uh, partially collapsed uh series of nations that have all basically found a quick solution to maintain control through the mega corporations yep science and technology is continuing to advance but the social strata Structure, and yes. has completely collapsed so you, like you said you have this dystopian society where technology has far outpaced our abilities to cope with it on a social level and a civic you know uh right he was the first author that introduced me to the term future shock when the future comes too hard and too fast and society can't handle it and it collapses yeah. and in this yeah. in this nightmare world is cyberpunk <laughs> and this world, if you read the Tabletop Room book, he makes clear this world is a hopeless piece of shit. The only hope you have is to make it another night and to get yours and to make sure your friends get theirs. And that's it. Right. I've, I've always described it to people as a setting where your goal is to try to maintain your humanity and hopefully prevent you know, shreds of it of kindness and compassion and actual humanity from being destroyed around you. And if you could find a way to maintain that, despite the fact that technology, corporations, economics, science, none of that cares about you anymore and that you are just a cog in the wheel, then that's a victory. Yeah, that is, that's exactly it. That's cyberpunk. Have you ever <laughs> you... seen the movie Johnny Mnemonic 
with with Keanu Reeves. Oh yeah, and, yeah, it's <clears throat> it's a piece of that plus the movie Dread. Mix those two up, and you have Cyberpunk. Yeah, I never saw the yeah. Dread. That's the new one, right? Yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen the that best one, one, the great one. Like, really, if you watch it, you you think to yourself, "Yeah, that's cyberpunk." This with no cyberware. <laughs> okay. Uh, throw in Blade Runner. Blade as far Runner, as, right? Like, the to be, and, setting of the city. And, and to stuff. be fair, the author of Cyberpunk said he was mm-hmm. he was inspired by Blade Runner, and right. um Oh, and some of the outlining areas he said William would be Gibson. similar to like Mad Max. Right. Right. Because you have so it's. Right, because a lot, have, it's a uh, lot of doom and gloom. It's pretty much every dystopian future rolled up into one with cybernetics, and but you become a cyberpunk because you're rebelling against this hopeless, fucked up world. And in your rebellion, you're trying to show that the machine can't break you down. But exactly. bullets sure as fuck can. <laughs> bullet to the head, sure as fuck can. Dude, there was one one character. I stepped off the side of the building to, to land on the fire escape, and I missed, and I broke my legs. And the fucking solo shot me through the building because I couldn't fucking move. Now that's the kind of shit Marshall I dealt with said, every single fucking game. What Marshall right here is saying is there is actually two things. There is a if you play D and D other role-playing games, you will probably come across a random encounter chart. Maybe, maybe not, depending on what style of game you're playing. In Cyberpunk, there are, there are two charts. There is the daytime chart and the nighttime chart. The nighttime chart is the most hardcore shit I've ever seen in a game. <laughs> you, you, you could be walking down the street. You get accosted by six gangers. Why? Because they want to fuck with you. Oh, all right. Well, they won't. They want to kill you and take out your eyeballs. Wait, really? Yeah, man. Yeah, I rolled a six. It's like, oh, I guess I killed the first. Throw down. Good luck. <laughs> Maybe you survive. <laughs> Maybe you don't. They've got guns. <laughs> they got guns. Are you Are you a solo? No, nah, man. I'm a techie. Oh, you're fucked. <laughs> you <laughs> <Good> luck. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, the nomads. Which, are, which you up they were nomads. Uh. Can you have a solo here? Um, where's my combat sense? Where's my what's it called? Combat awareness? Whatever the solo. Yeah, skills. combat awareness. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, so I was just gonna say that. Um, so what? Uh, what he did was is he created um, a series of classes to kind of represent, and I think he even said that they're almost just a guideline of. Like you could technically make your own classes if you really had a concept, but he used these to kind of help create the flavor. Uh, and the ones that I remember off the top of the head, Solo, which was the you know everybody, the combat specialist. Everybody, you couldn't survive without a Solo. solo. <laughs> yeah, you you had the Rocker Boy or Rocker Girl, no, which rocker was boy, basically yeah. Yeah. which is pretty which much which he said. Yeah, go ahead. Which would basically be Bono from um, U two. Is somebody uh, who was a political activist and used, yeah, Bono, their, yeah, and found a way to get their message out to try to make a revolutionary difference in the heart and minds of people. Bono or like Bowie, yeah, somebody like that, right. yeah, right. Uh, there was the nomads who were the mad, wet, mad, mad Max style, uh, like couriers who would go across the badlands from one city to another. 
um, oh, the Netrunner, which he, I remember, I saw in an interview, he said that when he initially came out with the game, there wasn't a concept of a Netrunner because he hadn't read some of the books about it. Yep. And it wasn't until after he had uh, worked on it, and, um, and I think he had somebody else uh, help him with some ideas, that he realized that the Netrunner would have been a critical component of it of their society as well. Now, um, That's all I can remember. The person that we're talking about, his name is Mike Pondsmith. Yes, and, and he's very much involved in this uh, twenty uh, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven game that we're going to get to. And what surprised me was I did not know he was black. I always assumed he was he was white, but he is not. It's a tragedy of our American culture, Pat. Yeah, man, that's deep. All right, um, so they were called roles, <laughs> and it was you could either be a cop, a corporate. A fixer, which is one of my favorite classes. Fixer, yeah. Media, net runner, nomad, rocket boy, solo, techie, or a med tech. But to be fair, half of these roles nobody played. <laughs> the roles that people played the most were fixer, net runner, solo, <laughs> maybe a nomad. Say, Th- those four, right? Maybe a techie. Maybe a techie, right? Like, but that was it. Yeah, like I've never known anybody except maybe one, our old school friend Jamie. Maybe she played a rocker girl once. She I did. Played like and one time, but I, that and was a very quick. Session. Me too. I was. I, me too. Yeah, I played a cop one time. I was like this hardest nails. Like I'm too old for this shit. No, I mean like an <laughs> but, hour of role play, or making my character up, a thirty minute of being alive, kind of quick. <laughs> <laughs> You should have just made him up like a Rolodex, man. His history, his stats, his everything. I just rolled into it. Wait, are you a cop? Oh, yeah. What of it? I was like, what the fuck? Wait, are you Marshall's character? Wait, what do you mean? Dude, you knew where you were. You should not have admitted you were a cop. I'm like, okay. I get it. Sure. (laughs) You just hate me. Whatever. That's cool. And when he said... And when he said rolled up, uh, Mike Pondsmith came up with the life pass system, which is one of the first times it's ever been used in a role-playing game. And it really, mm. it's so weird. This game is so deadly, but he took the time so that you could really have a unique background right, so you could for get every into your character, character before you have it got to roll up. destroyed and fucking blown away <laughs> right. before your feet. But it was one of my favorite role-playing games of the 90s, because it, it came out in the 80s, but I didn't start role playing until I was in college in the nineties. But it's one of my favorite games. You're welcome. Like and that and they never last long. Like I've never played in a full on campaign of Cyberpunk. Like at most there were five games. <laughs> but I think I played in a game that lasted eight maybe games and I really got into it because I made a um a decker and had started to get all my little drones lined oh, up just the way I wanted and the techie sorry and um and then yeah then we stopped playing right yeah so, I mean, it's, it's, I, hard. it's just it's an intense think, setting yeah I think as if I was a GM it would be hard to keep that intensity because like well, if, I think you would have to change, yeah. yeah like, you would definitely have to start, 
you couldn't you couldn't stay in one city because it would basically be a born identity movie every single game nonstop until somebody died. Oh, but I yeah. think if you were yeah. smart, yeah, and you started like bringing other elements into it, like traveling, trying to get to other places, you know, stuff like that. Like there could be different settings, but ultimately it all always comes down to a gunfight right. or a net uh, hack. Or gunfight, a neck hat, or if you have those nail talons like um, Death Strike and you get hacked down by a solo. But with me, I'm a pretty optimistic guy personally. And it's hard to maintain the doom and gloom of it's all going to shit. The world is broken. Here's some super technology. It didn't fix shit. <laughs> it's all the shitty. You're in the gutter all the time. It's always raining. It's like yeah, maybe I could get eight games out of this before I like it too fucked up. So so the way I'm hearing it, it's basically like playing a caitiff in Vampire. Yeah, but I mean World of Darkness is even, even in the world of that. darkness. Right, man, it enough, is. Enough it is. Games even I mean better than that, and we live in the sewers. <laughs> <laughs> Because even Good even with Good even with vampire, you you have you have the hope of well I can still keep my friends alive who are mortal or maybe I can achieve like Gakanda whatever like there was still even a a measure of well, hope in the world of darkness. Cyberpunk was just a broken, destroyed well, world. Where they you can have a goal. You know what? Game and Cyberpunk. It, the whole point of the game is just to survive. So it's it's made it's made for yeah. you to be struggling every fucking game. You can't cross the street without a fucking bullet flying somewhere. You know. Well, no, you can if you don't have an asshole for a DM. Yeah, but at the same time, though, even even if you're. GM isn't an asshole. If they just that's roll what I, that's the what I'm saying. The random encounter the chart. chart. I would just had. I saw him roll. I mean, there, it. it wasn't like hey, he was really fucking. With I mean, me. there's. I mean, there's. I mean, there's one where but if you roll. My point is, is he could have put the random encounter chart <laughs> down, and told a story for a little while. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Because I know there's one chart where if you roll bad enough. You jump by three solos. It's like, well, this is pointless. How about to die? He did it to everybody, anyway. and I just was the one anyway. who rolled just great for him. He didn't hide rolls. He never did. Anyway, <laughs> sorry. We all love this game. Saying that, the people who made the um game for um the Xbox, the PS4, PC, whatever. The Witcher. It's the same st studio that made. The Witcher series, which I never played, but everyone tells me it's the best role playing series they've ever made it's their eyes on. Have ever played. Yeah. I haven't gotten to the end of the, uh, it, but even the old school ones, which are play only on the PCs and are ridiculously like just kind of wonky, are still amazing stories. And apparently, so, The Witcher Three was like one of the best games ever. What system is that yeah. for? And that's. Um, you can get them on PC, um, and I think Xbox they have all of them on. Yeah. Well, no, they have the second and third on Xbox, and I think as well I'm on looking, PlayStation Four. Yeah, I'm looking for Xbox 360. Which ones do the 360? I think you can get Witcher Two and Witcher Three on 360. But um, no, definitely they're good. CD Projekt Red is the game studio that did The Witcher. Is now doing 
Cyberpunk 2077. And the reason why I want to give all the backstory to the tabletop it RPG makes this is a little easier. The people, <laughs> the people, right? The people in the studio love that game system. Like they're Polish. Or, I don't want to say that they're European. They're they're from Europe, and they flew Mike Punsmith out there, and he was like, "This game reached to Europe." Yeah, man, we love this game. We got the books. Well, we got our notes. Like, like, dark. Had, like, we love it. Different <laughs> companion books like Chrome One, Two, and Three, and the Nomad book and the Solo yep. book, and the, I mean, there was more books than I couldn't even read them all. There was so many of them. So I mean, it was a big deal. It must have done good somewhere because I never saw all those companion books around here anywhere. They were selling somewhere. Yeah, you still <laughs> I don't. can't even find them on. Uh, yeah. eBay. So if any of our faithful listeners it was, want to have us roleplay for them, get on eBay and find the cyberpunk books for us. That would be a great thing. My views apparently do not re- anyway. re- reflect the... Hey, I just <laughs> I, didn't want to interrupt the magic. Yeah, I mean, maybe we'll get lucky and get some, get some cyberpunk books, man. I, I was going to let, let it go. Yeah, I don't have any. Oh. I'm saying <laughs> so City Project Red got the license to do the cyberpunk RPG um, they said it in the year 2077 so it was far enough away from 2020 so that so Mike Plunsmith owns the copyright up until the year 2077 and then it kind of goes to CD Project Red and that's how and that's how they worked it out well and he also said uh, Mike said that one of the reasons why they decided to do that is because by the time this much time had passed for anybody who's played the actual tabletop games and delved into the history enough um, real life time has passed that probably everybody's done everything like they probably you know they've they've fixed the net they've taken out the corporation heads or you know fought you know enemies to a standstill they've gotten all the tech whatever and he wanted to uh, them him and uh, CD Projekt Red decided they wanted to open up new stories and have new villains and new challenges and new explorations and specifically in this game uh, they wanted to allow people to explore the world rather than Open just world, relive it. Right. So yeah. they dropped the trailer at, was it E3? It was E3. They did it a very specific way so if you guys don't know I'll be happy to mention it but if you do Oh well I know I've, that it I've was the, it, but I don't the know, uh... crown jewel and the it was, it was the crown jewel of the Xbox. I can see why it looked in pretty fact, Right awesome. but with, what they well, but, I do, mean, but do you know how they like specifically at the E3 convention what they did? Yes, and they made it seem like somebody hacked the Xbox display, and it was like, "Yep, what's going on?" Wait, it turned red. Wait a second. Wait a second. CD Projekt Red. Oh my god. Oh my god. And it was cyberpunk. And what's funny is when they did that, I kind of said, "Xbox One." They they pulled it out. E3 is theirs. I did not know that in the days to follow, <laughs> PlayStation would drop Spider-Man 4, The Last of Us Part 2, like the hit after hit after hit. Show, I was yeah. like... I've heard. I've yeah. heard it's really good. But, I'm um, get into it. And then, but even then, I was still like, but 
Cyberpunk is Xbox exclusive, so even though they have Spider-Man 4 and The Last of Us, I can't go to the PS4. And then you find out Cyberpunk is game agnostic. It'll play on any console. <laughs> and after I learned that, PlayStation 1 E3, man. <laughs> what? Man, anyway. That's my E3 recollection. But they dropped the trailer at E3. and But then they did something that was... I guess slightly controversial, maybe not, but when every other game studio dropped their trailer, they sh they also show gameplay at E3. Mm -hmm. CD Projekt Red did it. They dropped the trailer, and then they only invited select game journalists to watch the gameplay, and then told them, you can't record it, but you can write down what you saw. Everybody was like, no, we want gameplay. I was going, well, damn, I'm on gameplay too. Also, trailer, but I just saw Spider-Man kick Electro's ass. I'm on <laughs> Cyberpunk gameplay. No gameplay. That's what I was going to say. Until, Until a couple of weeks. No, go ahead. And then they, they drop it out the blue. There's no warning. I was up late about to go to bed, and then my Twitter exploded. I'm like, what's going on? <gasps> gameplay footage. An hour long. Anyway, I will. I will have called y'all, but I knew y'all would sleep and <laughs> did not want me to call y'all. Going cyberpunk gameplay. That was a you good call, my friend. You could have called. <laughs> to not call. Not me. So anyway, <laughs> what did y'all think of the footage? It was over. Yeah, yeah. It's about an hour yeah, long, talking. but I dug it. Yes, Skype has frozen, but you know we're still recording on. Cause, yeah, because you're frozen for me, Ryan. So I think it's a good thing that we have the the audio backup. Oh, yeah. speaking of that, sorry guys. So currently we are recording video of the podcast using Skype's new feature, but we're also recording audio just on our regular audio catchers. So we may have. You won't see this video. This is our test video to see if we can actually make a cool edit. But that's what we're doing, if y'all want to know. But Marshall, please tell me, what was your opinion on the um, the game's play footage? I think he still paused. So he said... It is paused. He said, to keep, yeah, he said to keep talking. So what is your opinion on the gameplay footage? Well, I had an interesting experience because... I knew that I had to check out the video for myself and um, for the upcoming podcast. And so I uh, put it on my tablet at work at my desk and kind of played it in the background while I started doing my job. And I see the footage of the main protagonist and her sidekick as they're running in, guns blazing, shooting. I'm like, okay, cool. There's definitely going to be shooting in cyberpunk. It makes sense. They go through and beware there will be some spoilers from here on out if you haven't seen it pause the podcast and go watch it okay welcome back and so they go through and they're supposed to rescue this uh woman whose um chip is like gone offline or whatever and you come into a thug's little hideout where you can see that apparently they have 
been capturing people and ripping out their cybernetics so that they can steal them and sell them back on the black market. So they end up going into a back room where there's a tub full of um, people who have recently had their cybernetics um, pulled out and they're floating in a tub full of ice, uh, which in and of itself is pretty horrible (laughs) to think of. But what I didn't realize (laughs) is that there was complete full nudity to the woman that you uh, went to rescue, which I didn't mind at all. I'm not squeamish and it makes sense that that would be part of the story so i didn't have any problem with it until i realized that i'm looking at a pair of digitalized breasts in my cubicle at work and went yup i have to turn this off right now before i get fired so that was my initial 10 minutes of cyberpunk which i then finished and watched at home in the privacy of my home so they they i know they had um sex scenes and new scenes in The Witcher 3 and I, I know that because some guy online cut every sex scene from The Witcher 3 <laughs> and put it into a single YouTube video <laughs> so yeah I guess you gotta have to have a hobby but um what do y'all think about it being first person because now like Currently, I've been I've been checking it out. That's a hot buddy issue. Some people think it should be third person or over the shoulder camera. Some people are all into the first person I mean, aspect. Solve it. You should just uh, have an option where you can click a button and change the point of view. But I don't have a problem really with it. I don't have a problem with it because I understand what they were trying to do. They wanted to make it immersive so you could kind of yep. get into the role of your character, and I'm totally fine with that. Uh, in fact, I'm very supportive of it. The one thing that I don't like about first-person point of view is the fact that they haven't figured out a good way to create a video uh, point of view that provides you the um, the amount of peripheral that we have in real life. Ah, uh, gotcha. So... Uh, you always oh, have that sense of claustrophobia, which I don't like. Yeah. They'll actually give you the little headset so you can have your virtual reality. Yeah. Yes, and at that point, yeah, first person, it'll be I'll, great. Oh, Because um, I'll be living that character. Sorry, guys. Right quick, how about we turn off our video because the connection is shipped yeah, more. I, I've already stopped recording. <laughs> but we can still keep on the, the audio so we can still hear each other. See if that cool. Helps. That works for me. Yeah, because if, yeah, if, if we're if we're lagging stuff. and stuff, okay. Like if one of well, we're using our different recording device. Never mind. Yeah. Yeah, it shouldn't matter. But just an idea, we should start getting towards close to the end here. Oh right, yeah, because we've actually yeah, been okay. talking for I wasn't an hour sure and ten how long minutes. Been because oh, I've recorded for twenty some odd minutes beforehand. <laughs> I was like, this is an hour and a half. Wait, no. I'm about a half hour. Well, um, bullshit. We'll bring up... Oh, well, before... Well, but the cool thing about that trailer, the 48-minute trailer, is right after is, what Ryan only... said. Uh, whenever they fixed the thing in the back of her head that she had, like, the insurance for the the, the medical corporation. Trauma team. Right, right, yeah. Farm, yeah, and they fixed it, and then the fucking AV, the AV4 flew in. And the fucking four or five dudes are all armored to the... 
I got killed by those fuckers sometimes. <laughs> I, I, I did get shot one time by a trauma team when they were flying in to save somebody. And when I saw trauma team on my TV, I was like, you know, for Hell all yeah. the bull, for all the bullshit we have to deal with in the future. We still live in a future where one of my favorite tabletop role-playing games looks this fucking cool and true to what I saw, to what I was seeing in my head when I was trying to roll those dice. This is pimp. <laughs> That's right. No, it did definitely look beautiful. Um, it was, and it was I know that they're still working on it. Horrible future could possibly look. No, I mean. They it's did awful. show me that they, it's beautiful. They did show me that Night City, which is the setting, in the daytime looks cool. It's only when the sun goes down that it's like uh, it's about to get horribly deadly. <laughs> well, one of the things I actually thought was really cool about the daytime setting, as you're talking and they're walking through the city, is that they really packed people into right. that uh, that street scene. And I really appreciated it because it made me realize that, yeah, I've been – I've played other games where you're in a city and you see people and there's like 20 or 30 and you're like, okay, I get the impression. But no, I, I felt like there was like 80 to 100 people all in the background right. going about their business and I felt like I was in a throng of people. That was a really cool effect. Night City and... was supposed to be like New York or Chicago at night. It was supposed to be hustling and bustling. Night City, yeah, it was supposed to be like a, I think, because it's, it's located in California, so I think it's supposed to be like a dark LA. LA. Yeah. Yeah. Again, we never were in the big cities. Ours was bleak, so I don't have personal experience on that. Just <laughs> Because apparently I... all the occupants of the city got periodically shot to death. Well, I mean, to be fair, in the <laughs> gameplay... You had a gang in a in a band try to mow you down while you're driving, and I'm like, "This is so cyberpunk, random violence." <laughs> it's just you and a gun shooting other people right. with a gun. Yeah, that's what I was like. I was like, "All right, they got away. Wait, how come they weren't chasing them? Oh, that was a fucking random occurrence. Okay, right, awesome. <laughs> right. Yeah, was which it was really shit. unexpected. You can't, like, it's you can't a, prepare they, for the unexpected. It feels like they're doing a good job of making everything organic. You know, the sense that you're in a part of a city, the sense that there's going to be events that are going to happen that are just unrelated to whatever you're directly doing just because of any number of reasons. Yeah, I like and how... They, there's an overview guy talking through the 48-minute. Yep. And, of course, at the top, period, periodically it says, you know, this may not be what you actually see in the game. This is just demo stuff, basically, is what it's saying. And, and not, on but, that note... If that's how it looks for them when it's rough, oh my right. god. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Go ahead, Mark. Well, they probably yeah. say stuff like that because, you know, there might be outcry or something from the nudity or some other random shit like that. Because, I mean, even though you see nudity in video games and stuff, but like Ryan said, you come into the scene and there's a couple of bodies in a tub of ice because they just was captured, abducted, and their cybernetics were ripped out of them and they were just laying there dying. That's some hardcore shit, dude. <laughs> I mean, that's disturbing as fuck, even though, you know, you're used to people getting shot in movies and stuff, but that, I mean, it's just, that's a little, maybe I just become a sissy in my old age, but that, that was like a brain no, I mean, on, top, on top of the other shit, you know, it's bad. To be fair, no, to be fair, that's true. 
guess I guess going into it since I knew it was cyberpunk, I knew what to expect. But if nobody, well, has I've ever played cyberpunk played that, a lot and stuff. But yeah, but that, like that's a little deeper. Yeah. Well, I think it just was specifically drills home that uh, there are there are evil people, and you are going to be in a setting where you are dealing with some dark evils. That's true, and, and you, you have could to have make had a the decision. Same thing if you just saw a bunch of dead people in a tub with bullet holes in their head, they didn't have to be stripped of their cybernetics and slowly dripping to death. You know, that's, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, I mean, there's yeah. you could have done it different ways. I mean, they were fucking. Right, with, I think they they were specifically fucking with me, man. I, I, I dug it. I, it was just fucking hardcore. Yeah. It was. But, I mean, that, like, when I saw that, I was actually glad because I was like, okay, they're not going to dumb this down. Right, yeah. That's true. Me too. No, it this cyberpunk. is cyberpunk. It was hardcore. Right. I think I've said that a thousand times. It was hardcore. <laughs> it's fucking hardcore, man. You'll have to let us know when you <laughs> go through the edit. <laughs> just start keeping it right. <laughs> no. I'll try. We'll see what happens. All right. Well, but yeah, um, no, I'm excited okay. about it. Uh, I've been following it for a while, and I'm really excited that they finally dropped some news because there's been people who are trying to cover the information for at least the last three years or so yeah. that they have been rumored about it, but they've been pretty close to the chest about keeping in, any information out of the public eye. Well, I mean, there uh, was for, rumors not too long ago that the game was being made like a year ago or something, but... I, I mean, it wasn't more than me just hearing somebody talk about it on a blog or something. But there, it was out there, but I don't know. Yeah, I mean, but we, we knew it was coming. It had been confirmed that it was coming, but they hadn't released any right, details okay. about, you know, they, you could find it. Like, there was the occasional people who would, like, visit the CD Projekt Red warehouse and uh, get tours, and then they would, like, take pictures, and then they would go back and analyze and say oh it looks like you know blah 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 so there was some information coming out but it wasn't anything like this as far as oh, you know no, the no, look of it no, this was awesome. classes or roles or any of that I, I don't remember if it was last episode or whichever episode when we talked about doing this episode and I'm like man I am not going to sit down and watch no 48 minute fucking video I don't care I watched the 48 minute video the fucking trailer and the teaser trailer and a fucking podcast reviewing the fucking game it was fucking awesome i mean i'm well um might have of, a, you hype and, and the idea of it not only just like grand theft auto online or whatever it's mmo so it's like yeah i may have to actually break down a fucking playstation or an xbox or something i think it'll be worth it then i have to afford wi-fi and then oh man life sucks ass. well um Speaking of gameplay, are y'all cool with it not with it not being a MMO? The fact that it's, it's only I, a I, I typically don't single like player games, man. Okay, uh, Ultima I'll really be fine has, if it. Yeah, go ahead. Ultima got me into it and burned me out of it. Okay. <laughs> well, I've tried doing Xbox, you know, playing online and playing the MMO kind of version of Red Dead and uh, Diablo three and stuff like that. No, I'm okay on it. Okay. Personally, right. um, I I won't. I'll be okay if it's not an MMO, just because I feel like the setting is going to be so rich and there's going to be so much to do. But I will tell you this: from playing MMOs and playing single player games, that even if you 
if you're playing an MMO and even if you're not actively involved with like a guild or an organization or whatever it might be called in your particular uh, video game, uh, there's still a sense of population. You get this this background hum that you know you're part of a world where there's other people doing things and you're, you know, you may just be ships passing in the night, you may not even know any of them, but you know that there is life out there. And it's not just the static uh, characters that have been pre-programmed to respond to certain things when you come up. And there's such a richness that comes to that that you cannot get from a single player game no matter how deeply involved the game is that I would like to see it as an MMO just because I think that that will add one more layer of that being part of a big techno hive of people that I think is so vital to the cyberpunk setting that I think a good and it doesn't even have to be a like primarily MMO setting but just the concept that you know you can interact with other people somehow I think will really be advantageous to instilling you know the atmosphere so i think what you're saying is you would have preferred it to be an mmo and not a single player but you'll take what you could get is it not an mmo well well it's not no but they they're talking about having multiplayer options yeah but we don't know what those are but those might be rumors i must have yeah but with the game fucking heard that all wrong then i was just like they said MMO something, and I was like, what? And then everything else I was fucking in my head was MMO. Jeez. No, uh, when the game launches, it's going to be a single-player game. People have asked them, hey, you know, is it going to be an MMO? Because it's an MMO. And they're like, well, we want to focus on the single-player perspective first. Maybe with some DLC, we'll make it MMO, but... Okay. From the way they're talking, from the way they're talking, they want it to be a single-player game, open world, where you are immersed into your own personal story. It's what I'm hearing from them. But. If it's as big and as massive as Skyrim, that would be fucking awesome. Um, I think it'll outpace Skyrim. Well, I yeah, hope it does. it's supposed to be bigger. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, from I what can, I've heard, it's going to be Skyrim. immense. Like if I started over, anyway, that's a different topic. That's awesome. All right. Well, it's an hour in. Yeah. So, um, was there anything else y'all wanted to discuss about Cyberpunk 2077? We know we took a lot of time with the actual tabletop game, but we're old school <laughs> tabletop role players, and we all love that game. All you got to do um, is get wanted... on YouTube, Cyberpunk 2077. Yes. You have the option. The teaser trailer, the trailer or the 48 minute gameplay I say do all three fucking badass that's it yeah right uh, I couldn't have said it better Marsh nailed that well alright and on that note we're going to shut down the geek spotlight speak the lingo or shut the fuck up <laughs> alright well we are back thank you for your thank you for your time with us tonight y'all we have enjoyed your company, although we may not have known who you are at the moment. Your spirit is still with us, listener. You're creepy, man. <laughs> You're giving me, what's up? We're still with you. We don't know who you are, but we will. 
You have a particular set of skills. <laughs> we can give you pleasure by humming into the microphone. I don't know. Possibly. I'm glad this isn't video because I can just edit that out. I forgot we were recording half the time the video, so I wonder how that's going to look, <laughs> how that's going to turn out. So he hasn't spoken in a while. Is Pat right. even here? I don't know. He, I think he might have left us. I was wondering why he wasn't, because I was specifically trying to yeah. ramble on until Pat stopped me. But Right, yeah, I was literally, <laughs> that's what I was trying to do. But it looks like he is gone, dude. He just got tired of our shit and was like, click. <laughs> All right, Marsh, take us away. All right, y'all can find us on newpodworldorder.com. Us and a lot of other podcasts. There's more each and every, not day. That's a little exaggeration. There's more and more. It's lots of good podcasts. It's pretty good. You can find us on Instagram, even though I haven't checked it in two years. You know what? I should probably do that. Facebook, because Pat, have you been? He's not there anymore. I, I don't know if Pat's been keeping up with the Facebook. I'll check it out and I'll throw some shit up there. Twitter, always bet on geek. Always bet on geek.com. We have a YouTube channel. In fact, we recorded some of tonight's podcast. It may not make YouTube, but it's out there. We have a YouTube channel. You can see us podcast soon. Nobody cares. Or you can Google us at Always Bet on Geek. I have been your host, Marshall, over on the uh, west. Are you southwest? West? East? West? Over there across the desert, past the Redneck Oasis, through the... Uh, what do we call Arkansas? I don't know. Anyway, over there, it's my homie. Hey, what's up? I'm Mr. gonna Mr. take this. There you go. I'm gonna go ahead. And he was still there. That scared nice the shit little... out of me. I gotta say, on the bow. Yep. <laughs> um, over here, Mystic Mojo, loving everybody. Thanking you once again for joining us. Had a lot of fun, um, and we look forward to having you visit us on the next week. That we are here, same time, same bat signal, same everything. Thank you again, y'all. Peace out. We will take a piece of Pat's soul from the past and put it right here. This has been your friendly neighborhood co-host, Pat, down here in the capital city of the Magnolia State, where there is apparently no power whatsoever. Um, Over to my west will be Ryan saying something witty. And then up to my north will be my original co-host saying something witty. Um, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. And however, Marsha and Ryan want to wrap this up. Yeah. And I guess next week when you hear me, I won't be in the dark. And on that note, we out. Man, we're, we're fucking professionals, man. Absolutely. 100 motherfucking 50%. Professionals. Professionals, motherfucker.